What's poppin' people? Welcome back to the podcast. I don't even know <laughs> what to say, um, but welcome to episode two. Um, I have an amazing guest. It's crazy how things have just lined up um, with these past two guests. Uh, the first guest being Eliza. If you checked out the first um, episode, you would know who that is. Um, but for this episode, we're going to be discussing. And first and foremost, let me just allow my guest to introduce himself. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, my name is Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did we meet? Um, we actually met at a gym. Um, when, when I was in like well, February, I think it was in February. Yeah, so. February 2020, and it's now November. So yeah. Um, but his his Instagram and all of his socials and everything like that, as I stated in the previous episode, will be linked down below or somewhere that y'all can see it. Um, like I said in the last episode, show us some love on our IG page, um, mm. because you know folks just started, so we're trying to get that going. So tap in if you haven't tapped in at um, authentically iconic pod on Instagram. Um, but without further ado, let's just get to the topic. So today the topic is going to be a Roma things. Me and Achilles can sit here and talk all fucking day, That's literally. Like we literally, he's a Sagittarius, by the way, hey. for all my zodiac heads. Evolved Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sagittarius people, and I always like vibe with them, men and women, like naturally, really. Um, I feel like it's because we're fire signs, but we always talk about that. That's true. Um, but this um, episode, we're going to be talking about basically being tapped into your awareness and like the benefits of being tapped into your awareness um, and what that comes with, uh, the things that you have to essentially get rid of in order to mm -hmm. get to that space in your life. Um, Achilles' journey, personal journey. Uh, he's from the East Coast, by the way. So shout oh, out dang. to anybody from the East Coast uh, hearing us right now. Um, however, Achilles actually moved to San Diego. When did you move out here? I moved out here in uh, in January and like right before COVID hit. So COVID hit in February, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's crazy. Yeah. You moved like right on time. That's yeah. insane. My mm -hmm. sister actually moved to um to Northern California. And she moved to like literally right before the pandemic hit, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, however, um what is something that the average person that's not really because the thing is is like not everybody is willing to be tapped into their awareness. Mm. Um, not everybody is ready to be in that space and to have to be so transparent with yourself and with your flaws and, mm -hmm. um, like just who you are as a person, like having to embrace that. So what would you say to somebody who is like trying to be in that space, but doesn't necessarily know how to get there or the steps to get there? Like, what would you tell them? I think it's all about self-reflecting, uh, self-reflecting. So, I mean, and self awareness, too. and self awareness, of course. Yeah. But I feel like the first part is self reflecting, like understanding yourself and taking the time for yourself to um, understand that you do have, um, you know, things to, to work on and elevate to that level, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Um, kind of elaborate into it a little bit more. I mean, self awareness to me, where does it start? Like, who triggers it? How does it? Experiences. Okay. I feel like experiences start with okay. um that's that's how you start with um self reflecting. 
Um, if you go through an experience that changes your life and it's like either a traumatic experience, um, something right. that, you know, took you out of your element for that moment. And then you, that, that's when you start reflecting on your life in general. And that's when the awareness kicks in. Wow. So it, I, I feel, and obviously every single human being that's mm -hmm. like even listening to this right now um, goes through their own shit. Like yes. there, I don't think yep. there, there is literally not one person on planet earth that doesn't go through their own shit mm -hmm. um, and have to deal with their own demons and their own um you know thoughts now i also want to emphasize i have this um tatted because i resonated so much with it when i saw it mm -hmm. i saw it on social media um you know i'm always posting random stuff on my story um but what i saw on social media was that it says your mind is your life or your life is your mind your mind is your life mm -hmm. um and i have like um like in handprint, like I mm. guess whoever wrote it on social media was like that. But I loved it because I started to think about the concept of how we we live in our minds. That's, like our that's, life that's true. is our minds. Like, right. like, and so I want to get into that because mm. me and you have had several beautiful conversations pertaining to you know making your mind a space to where you feel safe and where it is abundant like the yeah. and so i'm gonna just let you go in because and also tell them about your books towards the end um <laughs> if you watch this the 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 whole episode please tune in till the end because achilles one thing about him has amazing book selections and like i'm not mm. trying to sound corny like he's <laughs> dead ass like he has great book taste <laughs> he has a really <laughs> amazing books book that taste. will will really let you <laughs> taste in books different. i don't I know like 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 <laughs> what i'm trying to say is is the book selection he has is dope and if you stick around to the end he's gonna provide us with that but now go into what we were speaking about um elaborate again in terms of what you're talking we about we were talking about sure. specifically just um Awareness. like making your mind no we were talking about making your mind a safe place to be like a, a space to where you feel um you know comfortable being in and like what it takes to you know make your mind a safe space and I, the thoughts and like me having your thoughts monitoring, monitoring your thoughts mm -hmm. in order for them to be abundant and be reflective in your real life all of that and you're very knowledgeable i mean i mean to me honestly the person first of all the person got to make that decision for themselves they got to want that they got to for me that through the experiences alone you know is when you you could either continue to do the same thing in life right which is the act of insanity repeating the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again um yes. and i think i've been there personally several times where it's like I, damn I, I made the same mistake a thousand times and then once you go through an experience that literally will like change your life is when you start self-reflecting and then that's when you start making the change but you have to want that change in the beginning okay to begin with in the first place okay and so. i and i feel like people um why do you think people develop let me ask you this why mm -hmm. do people develop the fear around being self-aware because i feel like a lot of people are constantly like running away from you know tapping in with themselves and so that is something that i would like your opinion on i think that for me is if you can't own up to you know who you are as an individual and own up to your full um you know, like your character flaws. And for me, it's character flaws. Like if you can't own up to the fact that, you know, you're making the same mistake 
then it's, you know, you're just going to continue to do the same thing. And it has a lot to do with, you know, self-development, seeking advice and, and having a mentor and having a, people that are going to influence you in a positive way. Because if you're doing... Cool, let's talk about that. Yeah. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, so let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. People around you influence you. That's right. Um, you know, what are your thoughts or opinions or advice or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. on, you know, you are who you hang with? That's the truth. I mean, the thing is, you it's know, a truth a lot of people don't want to accept. That's right? true. Yeah, I think that um, people. It starts from you know from a from a young age, right? Um, and it, a lot has, a lot of has to do with insecurities within somebody's self. If you think about it, I know it sounds weird. Like, what do you mean insecurities? Like, I'm not insecure and all that, but um, I'm talking about other people. But mm-hmm. in general, we we all deal with insecurities, and I think that when you meet someone. Um, that understands that type of insecurity that you're dealing with, you gravitate towards that person, right? Trauma, um, trauma, uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, attracts trauma. So Ooh. if you yeah. have, if you have, any, if you have experiences in your life that you know that affected you as a child, as you start growing up, you start attracting those people in your life. And it all starts with when you, you know, as a child, like if you grew up in an abusive home or if you grew up with, you know, drug abuse, your product of your environment, and then you start attracting those type of individuals and then you seek, you know, freedom through the, through those individuals. Another thing that I wanted to talk about um, during this episode is, you know, Achilles' background, because when I initially met him, that's really where I connected with him the most. First of all, I love the East Coast. Um, You know what I'm saying? We trying to live in New York one day. Um, I love the East Coast just because of the culture, the people, the vibe, the diversity. Um, Achilles is also Dominican. We love that. Shout out to all my Dominicans. De lo mio. (laughs) You have to see already. But um, anyway, um, he comes from Providence, which Mm. is in Rhode Island. Stand up. Which is right. It's the smallest state in Mm. the United States, if you didn't know. Now you know. Literally. (laughs) And um, that's where Wu Tang Clan is from, too. Nah, Wu Tang is from Massachusetts. Oh, that's another thing me and him vibed on um, hip hop. Hip hop -hop for life. (laughs) <laughs> for life <laughs> clearly um but anyway i want him to give y'all a little more background about providence and um just rhode island in general the east coast um things he loves hates mm-hmm. um what he likes about the west coast mm-hmm. whatever just just go off <laughs> i feel like when when people think about rhode island they think about newport they think about you know warwick like all the nice cities and things like that which we do have but you know, when you tell somebody you you know you grew up in the you know the ghetto, the hood, you know, with poverty and adversity, like they never really think about Providence, right? So you know, Providence is um you know it's, it's well always forever be my home because it actually taught me a lot, you know, about life hustle, that a lot of grind. people take for granted, mm-hmm. which we will get to. Yeah. So um, you know, I think I came to the states like around like what three what two two three years old or something like that and um you know i grew up in providence single mom you know um my uh i got four with three brothers and one sister and my mother was a single mother she had me when she was 16 years old you believe that 
16. I was shook when he told me. Mm-hmm. And in his mother, how old is your mother right now? My mom's about 53 years old right now, 54 around there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So he basically grew up with his mom. Mm. Well, not necessarily. I actually left my house at 14 years old. Okay. Well, yeah. no, what I mean is like just age wise, like as far as like I'm thinking mm. like maturity wise, okay. like yeah. your mom was literally learning like, exactly. and you're the oldest, right? Yeah, I'm the yeah, oldest. Yeah, he's the oldest of four mm-hmm. children. So that's also not an easy load to nope. carry at all. So get into that. Yeah. You know, um, going back to me leaving my house at 14, I think that my mother was going through a lot of like depression and you know, she was learning how to be a mother. You know, she went, she was taking anti-depression pills. You know, she became an alcoholic. She became very abusive towards me verbally, physically. And, um, you know, at that age, like, you know, you start hating your mother, you know, because you think that mm-hmm. she hates you. You feel like you're the black sheep of the family. And, um, you know, growing up, you know, actually, after I left my house at 14, you know, I didn't speak to her for like four years. I didn't speak to her for four years. So... That's insane. Yeah, yeah. I didn't speak to her for that long. And then, you know. But then... it's just like like you were saying earlier, and I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, please. Um, but um, earlier you stated that, um, wait, what is it that you stated earlier? I'm trying to remember. Trauma. Um, well, and no, like it's just, it had to do something with what your mom, with your mom too. Oh, no, no, no. What I was trying to say mm. was that your mother was also a product of her environment of course and so i think um also you stepped into that with like you know your forgiveness and Mm -hmm. um you have healed from that at this Mm -hmm. point um but that took a lot you know what i'm saying and so um i feel like it also has to do with generational like you know trauma that is not addressed and i think um to anyone listening uh generational trauma i'll probably do a whole separate podcast Mm -hmm. on that uh, because of the importance of it. Um, but just have compassion. It's important to have compassion. And I think um, I learned from Achilles, like the amount of compassion that he had to develop. Mm. Um, because obviously, we're not going to sit here and get into like every single, um, you know, individual thing that you went through. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I sure. obviously know, like, I obviously know enough to know that, you know, it was rough. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And so that takes a lot for somebody to be step out of their like own ego and whatever else you want to call it and be like, okay, no, like I have compassion for my mother Mm. in that point in her life. And I understand, you know what I'm saying? So can you talk a little bit about that? Like just your thoughts on um, forgiveness and Mm. um, what forgiveness means? healing mm. what healing means um celibacy too mm-hmm. we can yeah. talk about celibacy mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that forgiveness number one you kind of gotta like step into the other person's shoes per se and and kind of understand what because everybody has a story right right if you don't know that person's story then you know wh- however they treat you you're automatically going to go based off how they treat you but if you were to step into you know, that person and be like, oh, you know, why is this person the way they, you know, that they are, that they, the way they are. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you know, tap into that, then, you know, you're always going to be like, well, this person treats me because they just hate me. They don't like me. They don't, they don't appreciate mm-hmm. me. They don't support me. But when I started realizing, you know, when I sat down with my mother, for example, 
Um, and then she told me her story. Then I started being like, oh, this is why you treated Aww. me this way. This yeah. is why, you know, I grew up in that type of environment. Right. You know, so. And Providence in general, um, mm. give me like some background about the city. It's that's a city, right? Yeah, okay. Providence. City. Give me, give me background about just the neighborhoods, mm. the life, like um, the weather, like because mm-hmm. I really want everybody that's listening to really understand that not everybody is from you know sunny San Diego mm-hmm. and um, you know Los Angeles, California, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Malibu, like mm-hmm. not everybody's from there. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? My parents made the decision to move um, to America and they decided, you know, it's funny. They went to Miami mm. and my parents didn't vibe with it. And then my dad, <laughs> they ended up visiting San Diego and my mom was like, I love it here. And then we ended up moving out here mm-hmm. because my uncle, he also played baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think I have mentioned that to you. I think so. I he remember. played professional baseball, but wow. he played professional baseball for um, Padres. So mm-hmm. San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's me and my, him and my dad are really close. So mm-hmm. that's like why my dad really, you know, mm-hmm. he was like, just move out here, whatever. But the point is, is like, that's my story. That's my journey. And sometimes I'm like, damn, like, that's crazy. When I go to un- other cities, I'm like, oh, shit, like. I'm really blessed that I was, you know, that I grew up in this city, Mm -hmm. in San Diego, you know? So give people a little more context about Providence, because I want and paint the picture because you're already a poet. (laughs) So, you know, tap in in with him. He got a couple of um, IG pages. I would put them down below Mm. because they're all amazing. And we'll also talk about his nutrition plan. Is that, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that because he will get you right. Mm. (laughs) He will get you right. Right. But go, go into speaking about the background. You know, when people talk about the the hood, the ghetto, you know, um, poverty, poverty, I mean, it's, it's what you know, it's what you, you, you think it is. Like when you visualize it, like, you know, dirty streets, you know, needles on the ground, potholes, gunshots in homes. In homes. Yeah, like you walking by and you see like gunshot um holes in like in the neighborhood. Have you like, ever seen uh, like a dead body? Oh yeah, definitely. No lie. Yes. I I'll give you a story. So I'm at my boy's house and um, you know, we're sleeping or whatever and um we hear we hear like a bang at the door. How like, old are you? I was, um, how old was I when I saw this? I think I was like 17. I was 17 years old. And um, I guess my boy's uh, cousin went to the club and then he was riding with his boy. And um, there was some type of altercation that happened or whatever. And this is another thing that happens in Providence. Like, you know, people are quick to shoot people really <gasps> quick. No no questions asked. They are shoot you. Serious? I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. They think like, when you think of Rhode Island, you think of this beautiful city, right? Uh, Providence is rough, man. It's really rough. So, you know, we're sleeping. We had bang at the door. His cousin's screaming. He's like, man, like, um, I forgot the dude's name. You know, this guy's been shot. You know, um, he's dead. He's dead in the back of the Jeep. So I guess like mm-hmm. he had into, he got into an altercation with this dude at the club and the dude started shooting at the back of the car and he was in the back. Yeah. So his cousin was driving. The dude got shot in the back of the head. And um, instantly died in the back of the car. So they were just driving because, you know, they were full of adrenaline. They didn't have time to call the cops. They just wanted to go home. So, but they, when they got home, they brought a dead body to the crib. So we, we hear the bang of the door. We get outside. And, um, you know, he, you know, the guy's literally dead behind the, the Jeep. So What were your thoughts? Like I didn't feel moment? anything. 
I didn't feel anything. I'm so used to that. I'm not lying. You were just like numb. To I was it. just like numb to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a norm for us. No lie. It's a norm. I've been. Um, there's been. I've been situations. What is like the school? Like like. What oh, is, it's like, rough. Schools, I, I mean, in my time, it was rough. It's probably rough for now, but the system like was just rough. Um, was very like. Did they not just care? Or, like, was it very? You know, because we all know, mm. we all know that there's like discrimination and yeah. racism built into the mm-hmm. school system. So, oh, for sure. And if you don't know, now you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, but for me, to be honest with you, um, you know, school wasn't a thing in my home. Like, I would bring my report card. My mom didn't really, really care. She didn't really, you know, because she wasn't educated either. You got to remember, like, she's kind of a, she was kind of an immigrant when she got here. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't know how to speak English very well either. So, you know, I would bring my report cards and it'd just be like a regular day for us, you know. And you picture like. And you wouldn't be good at school. I wasn't good at school. I didn't think I was smart. I didn't think I was intelligent. So I actually ended up dropping out of school, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. in high school, because, you know, I what was. Year? Um, like, I don't, or like, 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 when did you drop out? Like what? I when I was in high school. Grade and, or like, or, yeah, around that time. Um, it's because. Remember, I left my house at an early age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was living house to house. I was living with, like, friends and and, and friends from middle school, if anything. And I still have those same friends to this day, by the way. Shout out to my my people out there that helped me out. (laughs) But, but, yeah, um, I didn't think that I was smart. I didn't think I was educated. And on top of everything else, in my era, like, um, looking good was everything. And I had, like, I used to come into school with some dirty ass shoes, like, mm-hmm. you know, no fit. <laughs> yeah. And that affected yeah, me you mentally. Have, you have to have bread for that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, first of all, let me talk. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fits because, <laughs> yo, when I tell you, <laughs> I we would go to like the swamp me and stuff, which I loved. And I was always, I've, I've always been such a stylish, like, bitch. Yeah. Like, I just know how to put fits together mm. and it like shit you can give me a three dollar shirt and i will make it look like mm. it's is something else because mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's all about style cannot be bought i wanted everybody yeah. to know that like style cannot be bought sauce cannot be copied or bought <laughs> um so just because you wear freaking gucci does not mean that you have style period mm-hmm. but anyway um my mom like respectfully she's also <laughs> an immigrant too like my parents her and my parents were both immigrants so they don't understand the importance that america puts on like brands and like you know what i'm saying like they don't understand that like you get inflamed at school if you have fucking champions like or whatever or airwalks or whatever so like my mom is over here humbly like taking me to payless and this is me in fifth grade no cap like fifth grade um (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling this story right now, but my mom, my mom literally took me to Payless, right? And so I saw these these shoes. You know how everybody wear Jordans. Mm. People still wear Jordans. <laughs> People still wear Jordans, and and they're expensive, right? So they had some shacks. Like I'm talking oh, Shaquille yo, me too. I bought them shits, yo. <laughs> I had a pair of shacks. No, no lie. I had a pair of shacks also. Yeah. I'm so weak. Mm. You did not have a pair of shacks. Yes, okay, I so did. mine, mine were white and pink. I don't remember okay. my color, but I know I have some pink shacks. <laughs> I my shacks were pink and white, and I thought mm. they were the cutest thing ever. When I got them, I was like, "Oh, I'm about to be it." When I pull up to school, man, mm. I had the shoes laid out, ready to go mm. for school. When I tell you, I got to school, I was like showing my <laughs> shoes off because they're like super cute, you know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. then. 
everybody is like flaming me like yo mm. those are not no jordans like the, no one wears shacks like they were flaming me on another level mm. and i just sat here like i went home and just cried like i was like i, I, I could relate to that i had a pair um, of Damn, these like you know like, tims right yeah well, that's bought, okay first of all <laughs> that is the most east coast shit he yeah, just said tims. i bought his pair well, I think a pair of bags. If you think shit. of the East Coast, if you think of the East Coast, please think of some Tims, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. I bought these like these boots that look just like Tims, yo. And I was like, you know what? I think I can get away with this. Um, the, it was tree was like similar, you guys, right? Guys, I'm weak. And I literally bought them to. The, I, I, you know, this was in middle school actually. Okay. Um, you know, I bought these pair of Tims, and then um, my mother bought the pair of Tims. Well, they they were pair of Fims because they weren't Tims. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wearing them, you know, I'm all, you know, I'm thinking I'm gucci out, flexed out. Yeah. I get to school, everybody's like, damn, them shit is fresh. Yo. Are them, are them Tim's? I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, maybe they are. I don't fucking know. My first pair of Tim's. <laughs> they were Fims. And, um, you know, then they were like, nah, nah, them shit ain't Tim's, man. You know, I started, then I just started getting roasted because they were When I tell Thames. you New York people and Everything. East Coast people roast different, mm-hmm. They will oh, flame you yeah. on sight. Like I feel like California has nothing on like the East Coast mm-hmm. when it comes to flaming people. Like they will de- dead ass make jokes of you mm-hmm. off the dirt. Like mm-hmm. everything. So that I could only imagine because it was rough for me growing up. But um, but I wanted to kind of transition into your nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's talk to the people about this nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily rates, um, but just, just the background, about how, it works, right? how you got into health, things okay. like that, the importance of health, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. I mean, at one point in my life, um, I was working for this marketing company, you know, and um, I was working long hours, you know, night and day. And then um, I was just eating a lot of fast food and I gained weight. I was 200 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. 200 pounds overweight. And I didn't realize it until I went to McDonald's. This is, this is a funny story. Well, not necessarily a funny story, but this is when I realized that I was overweight. <laughs> I went to McDonald's with my boys and we in line and he takes a picture of me while mm-hmm. I'm in line at McDonald's. And then he shows me the picture. And then I'm like, yo, that's me? There's no way that's me. So mind you, right, two days before, like, well, every day I would put on a suit. I put on oh. my, my long tees, you know, long like yeah. t-shirt and all that. Yeah, businessman attire. Yeah, of course. But it would take me literally two minutes to put the last button on. The last button it took me two minutes to put on every day. And I would be sweating putting on the last button. And I never realized that until I saw the picture. Let me ask you mm-hmm. this, though. Um, you didn't look at yourself in the mirror before that? You, you don't realize it. I feel like when, when somebody takes a picture, you know, and then... If somebody takes a picture of you and then you look at the picture is when you truly see for some reason because when you're you're so focused on making that's money true. you feel me That's true and I also feel like mm. men we're going to talk about gender now mm. um but men I feel like in society they're not really like it doesn't really matter and I'm going to tell you why What does it because, matter Because like weight and all that like and I'm going to tell you why let me let me get no, into right, it yeah. because my like my dad for mm-hmm. example like he like gained so much weight when he moved to America, like mad weight. And it was obviously because of the way he was eating, mm-hmm. um, the long hours that he was working, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. And my dad gained a whole like beer belly, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. really, really a lot of weight. Um, him and my mom did a diet 
thing and they lost a lot of weight now but Mm -hmm. back like pretty much my entire life like my dad had a huge beer belly Mm -hmm. and um i think like for a while like it's like you can tell a man like like, oh my god you're fat or whatever but it's like Mm -hmm. i feel like men don't really be taking it like that serious you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i don't think society really gives a fuck like if they decide it but women Mm -hmm. if you're a woman then it's like Man, my I could have my little like fupa or whatever. It could be growing mm-hmm. or something, and I'm like, you already self aware of yourself. Like when it comes to insecurities, I think people are already aware of the insecurities. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks that people make you more aware of your insecurities, but we're already aware. So it's like for women, I feel like they can be like, okay, well, look, um, you know, your stomach is getting like too big or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. And it's like for women, it's like that's normal. Mm. For men, it's like you could tell them like, yo, like you're gaining my weight and it's just like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to go eat this burrito. Like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So I think that that also plays a role. But um, keep going on on what you were saying regarding just how you run into like health and stuff. Not necessarily a question, but to answer what you just said, I think that society programs men to believe that, oh, it's all about the money. You know, I got to build an empire. And then we just get so caught up in that that we forget our health. We forget about mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves, you know, because society teaches us like, oh, you know. In all ways, mm-hmm. in all ways, because I feel like mm. also like sexually too, I feel like a lot of men, and we spoke about celibacy a little earlier, but mm. like I feel like a lot of men, they don't care who they fucking on. They just think like it's like, That's oh, well, you know, pussy's pussy, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, at the end of the day, you're giving yourself too. Like mm-hmm. women are giving themselves and, and obviously this everybody this could be a controversial is topic so we an exchange of energy that's literally what the that's fuck it is and that's it's an actual fact no matter how you want to put it no matter what you want to flip on it no matter if you want to be talking about oh I'm free sexually whatever whatever you want to do with your with your body parts but at the end of the day whoever you engage um in sex with you are exchanging energy with them mm-hmm. um so it's just like he was saying a lot of men, you know, tend to not really care about themselves in that way because society doesn't teach you guys to teach to think of that. Like mm-hmm. men don't ever think like it's logical. If you mm-hmm. think about it, it is logical. Like you are sharing yourself in this way. But also y'all be a little more horny. <laughs> like y'all yeah, be I mean, y'all be trying to <laughs> So man. there's that too. But mm-hmm. um I feel like when it comes to health in general, it needs to be pushed um you know openly for men and women to take care of themselves mentally physically spiritually all of the above trinity yes Mm -hmm. um i feel like i want to i don't want to forget to include the books but so i want to ask you right now Mm. what are some books that you could you know share with the people that you think would enlighten them Mm. or um open their third eye i don't know (laughs) something (laughs) I think one of the best books for a man to read is The the Way of the Superior Man. That's a great book. Um, Another book, um, Joe Dispenza, also Becoming Supernatural. Um, I just ordered him. He loves that book. Love that book. (laughs) He put me on. Stand Um, by that book. uh, What's the other one? I think um, I just ordered one actually today. It's arriving tomorrow on Wednesday. the placebo, the placebo, I think the placebo, placebo something like, effect. the placebo. Effect. I heard about that. I just ordered that, so I, you know, I anything that Joe Dispenza writes, I think everybody should be reading because it's actually in Deepak Chakra. <laughs> the, who's that? What? <laughs> no, nah, I never read he's that. A, oh my goodness, he's amazing. He wrote the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. He mm. wrote, um, oh my goodness, what's the other one? I it's gotta like look into unlocking. Look. It's different. about 
um, you know, understanding that poverty is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Poverty is a mindset and, um, you know, what you think grows. Mm. And I think uh, what we spoke about, about earlier um, in our conversation about just essentially creating a space in your mind to where it's abundant and you're in touch with your feelings, processing all of that, because it's obviously we're not going to be positive 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So like, mm-hmm. what are your, um, I guess, tips to monitor monitoring? I don't know how to say that word right now. Monitoring your thoughts. <laughs> monitoring. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Your thoughts and, um, but also being present and like feeling your emotions for mm-hmm. all that you're going through. I think um, you just have to accept your emotions and understand that they're there. They're please always going to be this there. This is a man, y'all. This is a man yeah. saying this. Any mm-hmm. man listening to this, please yeah. listen. Yeah, of course. This masculine energy and this feminine energy. And right. I think that <laughs> men have both also. That's yeah. why we do have for estrogen. Sure. So we have to understand that. Um, for me, how I deal with negativity on a regular basis is understanding that it's there, but then also kind of battling it with positive energy. And I've been doing that for a long time since I've been enlightened, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime I have a negative thought, I literally repeat to myself, like, oh, this is nothing. No, this is just me being negative. Like, let me just get erased this negative thought from my mind. It literally only lasts for like three minutes and that's it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. That's me practicing it, though. But if you don't yeah. practice, yeah, you're never going to obtain that. Let me sure. add to that because mm-hmm. you really do have to practice that. Mm-hmm. You really have to practice it and you have to really be about it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, sit here and want to post whatever they want to post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's an enlightening quote, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to post, which I'm not hating. Post whatever you want, mm-hmm. but be about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people um, are just phony about shit. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's always going to, first of all, um, and I'll just end with this. Yeah. First of all, it's always going to sh- show in your life, like your phoniness and whatever it is that you're trying to interpret. It's not going to be what you are making it seem to be in mm-hmm. reality, um, mm-hmm. because that's not where your energy is really aligned Mm-hmm. really you know what i'm saying it's what you are trying to show that mm-hmm. it's aligned but it's really not and that's you know what i'm saying yeah it's uh, to me is all about vibrations so the type of energy that you put out is the type of energy you're going to receive mm-hmm. so if you're not in tune with your higher self you're going to continue to absorb or get caught up with what the world and is offering and you. Let's, let's elaborate quickly on um, your higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give your definition. I'll give mine. Mm-hmm. But the higher your higher self is, I, the way I see it, it's um, not only divine guidance. Mm-hmm. So wherever you get that, by the way, I'm not, I don't have one religion. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very spiritual. I identify more as a spiritual individual, mm-hmm. um, more than religious, but I, mm-hmm. I believe in God. I believe in the universe. Yeah. Um, Lastly, um, I wanted to ask Achilles about his thoughts on um, celibacy mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just dive into that. Um, well, first and foremost, I've been celibate for about a year and a half. Let's get that, you know. Um, what was the question <laughs> again? Just elaborating on celibacy, well, what, what it does for importance. you as a person, the importance, okay. like just, you know, dive mm-hmm. into it, what it's done for you individually. 
I think for me, um, I mean, celibacy is um, when people think celibacy, they think about religion, you know, in terms of um, not having sex and, you know, and just kind of waiting for the right person and all that. Mm -hmm. But celibacy does more than that. Like it actually helps you get in tune with your power, um, with your power. I'm telling you, (laughs) you become you like you just get superpowers off this, like because you're not sharing your energy with anyone. Mm -hmm. You're literally. you're, you're keeping that your energy yeah. exactly you're honing your energy on by the way i've been celebrating for seven months too. Hey, so seven months awesome. seven months like that's insane now but the thing is certain people become celibate because they don't want to have you know they don't want to be intimate with anyone i became in, um celibate um celibate because i wanted to be in tune with god more i want to create i wanted to be more connected with god the creator and then walking through this journey i've been more in tune with myself like my awareness is mm-hmm. on another level like yeah, i can literally see sure. things before they happens and i think a lot of men should um you know actually walk on this journey because it helps you with everything like for example if you're trying to reach um success or whatever the case may be <laughs> and you can dodge them stds <laughs> because the the rate um, look listen. people would benefit Fail, no, I mean benefit greatly off that, but just in general, I think that people are just so focused on the vessel, on their outer self, like outer self, their outer shell. They don't understand how powerful we are as human beings, mm-hmm. and I think that you know when you start understanding that it's not just your flesh, right? You know, you don't just think with, you know, with with your uh, physical needs. You have to start thinking with your spiritual needs because needs mind, body, and soul. That's mm-hmm. why people repeat that and they say it on a regular basis because right. without one of them, you know, you're not you're not full. You're out of whack. Correct. Yeah. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for elaborating on that, and I hope that this podcast um, episode has enlightened whoever is listening this to this. Um, actively, and I hope that you gained some gems because we dropped a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we love that for the podcast. And um, I will leave all of Achilles' information, um, you know, down below. I don't think, did you go into your nutrition plan like that? You didn't. Not necessarily. That's no. crazy. Go no. into it. Yeah. Um, just to keep it brief because I know we got to end the show. Yeah. Um, but my nutrition is caloric um, based. So it all talks about like caloric intake, you know, calories, certain calories, depending on the the person's body, the person's goal. Um, I actually also dive into their blood type because, you know, I do food blood type also, Mm -hmm. where like, for example, if let's say you're eating peanuts today and then tomorrow you're automatically allergic and you're like, what, why am I allergic to peanuts? Because Mm -hmm. your body is a living organism at the end of the day. So you know, there's, there's certain bacteria after a while that your body can't fight off. So it right. actually affects your metabolism. So every anytime a new client that comes in and wants to do a consultation with me, I always ask them what their blood type is, um, you know, what type of foods do they like, you know, um, because, you know, after a while, people think that by going to the gym and not having a diet and not having a routine, um, you know, they think they're still going to get results like that. At the end of the day, is a formula. So it's diet weightlifting and cardio with weightlifting you build muscle and you keep the fat off with diet you literally transform your whole body and with cardio it helps you burn the fat so yeah Mm -hmm. okay beautiful he knows what he's talking about y'all tap in with him if you're interested in um a lifestyle change or just changing the food you're intaking um 
And yeah, that will also all be in the bio or wherever the hell I put his information, um, probably on Instagram. So tap in. Um, but I just want to thank you for joining thank you. me, um, thank you for um, me in this episode. And um, what else am I? Oh, thank you so much for, to whoever <laughs> is listening to this podcast right now. Um, follow us again on Instagram, Authentically Iconic Pod. And I will see y'all in, or yes, see y'all. I think so. Yeah, I will see (laughs) y'all in the next episode. (laughs)